at it again. We're here to construct with our minds, put together the the blueprints of a story told upon the ages in our mind palace. I which mean, I think we have previously stated can in fact fly into space. Uh, well, that was our flying mansion. Our mind palaces are a realm that exists within our minds. And, um, you ever play one of those, like, Lego video games? And you know how, like, yeah, you can, like, yeah. construct stuff just kind of by, like, you just fucking show up to a pile of Legos and just hit the button and something happens. Yeah. I kind of feel like. That's me when I construct my mind palace. It Not just physically, assembles but as like, you just... Like, like astrally, you know? Right. You, you know? project yourself into the mind palace, and around you it becomes... Right, my, my brain expands into millions of little stars, and then I just kind of go up to them and wave my hands while they all construct themselves into, like, a Greek temple. Precisely. Dedicated to yourself and your wonderful, wonderful ideas. Yes, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Our body is a palace, and so is our minds. Everybody should have their own two palaces dedicated to themselves. The body palace and the mind palace. The third palace, however, can only be unlocked by uh, DLC. Yes, DLC, and you also need to have at least 20 stars. Anyhow, welcome everyone. This is Let's Make Something, a podcast where two siblings try to come up with an idea for a movie, TV show, video game, whatever, based off of three randomly generated words. I'm your host, number one, Tristan Rowan. And I'm your host, number two, Madison Rowan. And like the previously discussed third palace, um, we are going to come up with something that is not quite known yet. And that is an idea for a story. We shall we rip described. it from the fabric of the universe, new and unappreciated, and we shall form it into something wonderful. Exactly. Uh, let's go over the rules for those who are new. Uh, to start off this little endeavor, we are going to flip a coin. If it lands on heads, we're going to start off by describing a character. If it lands on tails, we're going to describe a setting. Uh, then we are going to roll our three randomly generated words, which we will use to describe our character or setting and thus the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get to a comfortable space in the story, we will roll a fourth mix-up word and try to incorporate that as well. Um, and throughout this whole endeavor, uh, each of us has one re-roll of any word that we want if we feel the need to do so. But hopefully we won't need to. Yeah, hopefully. We're going we're to try our best with the words we have. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, this time around, I have the ceremonial coin. And I have the random word generator. But first, it's your turn. Yes. What are we making? A character or a setting? Well, let's find out. Let's find out. Flip. It landed on tails. We're going to be making a setting. Another setting. Another setting. (laughs) Another wonderful, wonderful setting. Yes. All right, are you ready to get some words? Let's go ahead and get those words. All righty. Let me obtain a word from randomwordgenerator.com. Okay. I, well, okay. Our first word is enfix. E-N-F-I-X. Enfix? Enfix. I'm not sure if I know what that word means. That's going to have to be a lookup. I know what affix means, but I don't know if it's nfix. 
Okay, well... You know, sometimes when you see a word and you don't know how it's spelled, but you know how you think it's supposed to be read and you have no idea if those two are the same word? That's what I'm experiencing right now. Anyway, it's on to word number two. All right. Which is overheat. 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 Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's a... That's a describing word, baby. Yeah, and especially since we're making a setting, that could uh, be a word that describes a kind of peril. Uh, uh, potentially a sort of peril. But let's get word number three to figure out what this entire world is going to be about. Our word number three is quota. Quota. Q-U-O-T-A. Quota. That's... A fix overheat and quota. Quota is an interesting one for a setting. Yeah, that's the one that I don't know how it's going to fit, but I'm excited to see how it does. Uh, maybe there's a different definition than the one that we're thinking of, which is kind of like a certain threshold that... Must be met. Usually, you, yeah, must be met, usually by a person. Um, but anyways, um, let's look at some definitions. I have let's the definition of infix defi- here. Okay, give it to me. So... Question. Is it E-N fix or I-N fix? Yes, E-N fix. Okay, because I searched up E-N fix and there doesn't really seem to be many definitions for that spelling, but there does seem to be one for I-N in fix. Um, I do have this one here that is describing. um, Perhaps it is in a different tense? Ah, perhaps. Um... No, what it seems like is it's uh, it's a different spelling of the I-N fix version. Oh, so they're they're the same word, just different spellings? Yeah. Uh, huh. I, I don't know if um, one is necessarily, um, maybe it's a different dialect, like maybe it's a, the British spelling or something like that. Um, but it seems to be that they mean the same thing. Anyways, um, infix means to fasten or fix by piercing or thrusting in. So if you think about like a rivet, you know, like a like a rivet um, in metal, it's right, like a, right. a little piece of metal that you like shoot through two other pieces of metal to sort of like nail them together. Um, uh, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to impress firmly in the consciousness or disposition. So it could also mean Ooh. to infix something into your mind. Um, there's also um, a der- uh, b- b- a deriv derivative what is that word derivative no not derivative derivational a derivational or an inflectional affix appearing in the body of a word uh okay well that has something to do with words hmm um or characterized by placement of a binary operator between operands which that is mathematical so here's the deal uh-huh. It could mean to physically fix um, two things together, okay. or it can also mean to impress something upon the mind. Mm, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. While you were doing that, I looked up quota. All right. And for the most part, it is, it's pretty much what we were thinking. Uh, a fixed share of something that a person or group is entitled to receive or is bound to its con- bound to contribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, like blood donations, they need a certain quota. Right. Uh, a limited quantity of a particular product, 
which is under official controls, can be produced, exported, or, you know, imported. Right. Uh, fixed minimum or maximum number of a particular group of people allowed to do something, such as immigrates, immigrants to enter a country, workers to undertake, under, bleh, undertake a job, or students to enroll in a course. So, right. limitations on how many people can do a certain thing. Uh, the minimum number of votes required to elect a candidate. Right. Uh, um, and a person's share of a particular thing, you know. Right. Quota. So, so I think what we can generalize quota as is mm-hmm. a fixed number of something, whether that be be a a minimum of something or a maximum of something. Yes. So there is a certain quota that can mm-hmm. be filled. Right. It's not necessarily that it needs to be received or met or anything like that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it just is kind of like a fixed number. Um, yes. Out of curiosity, I searched up the definition of overheat as well, and there's not really any surprises here. Um, it means to make or become too hot. Uh-huh. Um, it can also be um, of a country's economy, uh, show marked inflation when increased demand results in rising prices rather than increased output. So more okay. more demand rather than more uh, supply, meaning uh-huh, uh-huh. you get an overheat. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to go with that definition. I think we're probably going to go with the literal definition of overheat. Yeah. yeah, the literal definition of gets too hot. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, interesting. So, um, I, I think our outlier here is infix, because infix to me especially with that making impression on the mind is mm-hmm, the thing mm-hmm. in this setting that is going to be kind of the juicy bit. Right. That's definitely going to provide us with some something, a little bit of spice, if you will. Right. Now, my only question is when we talk about infix, when we talk about imprinting something upon the minds of, I guess, in this case, people, mm-hmm. um, it could be like something political, like you have someone who is on the soapbox presenting a political ideology and is trying to impress an idea upon the people, upon the masses. Right, right. It could also be supernatural, like a god whose presence places a certain thought into the eye, into the minds of the people underneath him. Uh-huh, or, uh-huh. Or like an, uh, almost like an SCP that affects the mind or, or like a, a Lovecraftian being that affects the mind of the people right. around them. It puts know. an idea in your head against your will. Right. And to me, that's more interesting. It absolutely is more interesting. It also gives me one of my favorite vibes, which is, do you remember one of my favorite movies of all time, Paprika? Yes. In that movie, it's all about like, it's basically what Inception wanted to be because it was what inspired Inception in the first place. Yeah, but the whole Inception is is limited by the fact that it's a Christopher yeah. Nolan movie. Yeah, and so... uh, yeah, pretty much. There's and animation can do everything. <laughs> uh, but in that movie, there is a a. It's all about like dreams and stuff like that, and using yeah. machines to kind of go into dreams and manipulate them to some degree. Hmm. Uh, but in that movie, there is the parade, which yes. is the the dream of of. A madman, basically. And throughout the movie, because of this, like, 
uh, a dream machine that is getting like shared around with a bunch of people, it begins to kind of escape into the collective dream of people. Mm-hmm. And so every time you see the parade in somebody else's head, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. That that's other people's dreams encroaching upon my dreams. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That and it's, it, that it, it's, it's like your mind is melting into the collective minds of everyone. Yes, and, and just the the parade itself being like a virus almost infecting other people's dreams and causing them to act strange in real life as well. That's kind of the... A little bit of the vibe of just, like, an, a thought that you can't get rid of on your own that is making you act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Against your will, to some degree. Interesting, interesting. So if it is, like, some, uh, like an SCP or, or, or a, an eldritch being, a demon right. or a god or whatever, impressing, like, some otherworldly thought into people's heads and forcing them to do things against their will to some degree. Yeah. Definitely yeah. go in a direction. I, I think the thing, I, I really, really like this idea. I think the only thing that we need to do is be a bit careful because this is one of those ideas that has um, has been done a lot, actually, yeah. when you yeah. think about it, but is also one that can go horribly, horribly wrong because when you think about it, this is kind of like the same concept as the game, which we have now all lost. Um, uh, no, it, fantastic, thank you. And is also um, the idea behind a very shitty movie like The Bye Bye Man, where the Bye Bye <laughs> Man gets you if you think of the Bye Bye Man. Oh no, and now you, you've made all of our audience think about the Bye Bye Man. Uh, you're all gonna die. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunate. That, that's just the way it has to be. Um, so yeah, I, I really do like this concept of there is an idea that if you think about it, uh-huh, uh-huh. you are infected. And it's not just that you are infected, but this infection does something. Because we've all thought about the game. We we just now thought about it because I, yeah. I brought it up. Uh, for but a second time, in fact. For, for multiple times now. Um, but imagine if thinking about the game did something to you on a physical level. Right. And you would never know about the game unless someone told you about it, right? Okay, so it's like some eldritch thought lost to time. It's it's almost like a supernatural being that only exists in thought, but does Ooh. have, may not have a physical form, but has physical ramifications. Okay. Hmm. I mean, would we use our other word and say perhaps the, the physical ramification is that it causes the person to potentially, like, overheat of some some degree or that, that's some kind other of what, sickness? That's kind of what I was going to go for. Um, okay. L- like, what if what if obtaining the thought okay. causes you to get a fever? But not mm. only does it cause you to get a fever... But it's a fever that burns so hot over time that your innards just begin to melt. Oh, okay. Thinking about whatever the thought is, uh-huh, is a uh-huh. death sentence. Okay. And and the death sentence is cooking from the inside out. Oh. That's... That's a fate worse than death right there, my man. 
Well, I mean, it is death. But it is it very is death, slowly. but but it's a slow, painful sort of death. The the kind of death that you don't want. Right. Nobody so, wants. So so let's set this thing up. Okay. Um. So what we have here is kind of a pandemic situation, right? Uh-huh. They they know about some spread that's happening, right? Right. But they. What this is is a pandemic movie, right? Which is okay, very, yeah. which is very appropriate, right? V- very appropriate. It's it's very- your uh, uh, zombie movie where it's like, well, there's a disease and we're trying to find the cure. Right, right. But the thing is, right? Mm-hmm, they know mm-hmm. where the epicenter of these spreads are, but they can't identify it. There's not a virus going around, right? Yeah. They, they've tested the blood. They've tested the saliva and and bodily fluids, right? There's not a virus going around. Yeah, and also the, the, the thing that happens to, to them is impossible by normal means. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there is no world in which the human body, on its own devices, could get so hot it cooks itself to that degree. Right. So so you you have these people that are just cooking from the inside out in random places across the world, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because remember... The internet exists. Phones right. exist. You can talk to anyone around the world, and that is a method of transmit. Uh-huh. It's a it's a communication of thoughts, basically. Right. This is this is a a a, a thought disease <laughs> that's a method of transmit is by communication. Okay. Ooh. So here, here's what um we're essentially working with like a supernatural disease. Yes, whose whose direct cause is almost impossible to prevent nowadays. Almost impossible. I think what what we need to do is we need to set up. I mean, we have to go like the the tropey pandemic movie route, right? Right. Absolutely. Like. like what we need to do is we can't – maybe we can have a, a, our, our opening scene of this movie be like the initial uh, infection or whatever, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But our main character th- – this needs to be set like several months on where – Right. They have quarantined – where they have quarantined people, but they have also at least to some extent figured out that cutting off communication from people prevents – this from spreading, right? Right. So mm. what you have is our main character, who's like a journalist, knows about the infections, but doesn't know the thought that causes them, which is important, right? Mm-hmm. Or doesn't know the uh, the means in which this is all happening. Right. Um, and, and what has happened is the, the government has quarantine these large sections of like a city or whatever right right that has all the infected inside of it and what this journalist does is because they're a journalist they find a way to break in right obviously uh, they, they find a way to break in and um they start to talk to people mm-hmm. because if they've if they've quarantined this large section of the city off there's plenty of people in there that aren't infected yet yeah, and they probably won't be infected because th- how do they know what the thought is? Right. Um, so he's talking to people who who may know the infected, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're just trying to get an idea of what this this 
this disease is. Um, okay. And and maybe we can shoot it sort of like a Cloverfield-esque, like, uh, mockumentary, like, found footage sort of deal. Yeah, it definitely needs to be, like, a, a two-person uh, journalist group. It's, like, the one who is, like, the writer and the interviewer guy, and, uh-huh. like, the other one who's, like, a, a peppy um, photographer girl who is, like, you know, filming and, and videotaping all of the experiences and, and, and uh, interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of like a, a series of interviews with people um, like their struggles to continue to survive with like limited supplies now that they're under quarantine because the government isn't isn't letting people in or out. So inside right. this quarantine, it's just anarchy, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, hmm. I, I, I would like it to be like somewhere around maybe like the midpoint of the movie. He actually gets to meet one of the infected people. Who right. are still alive and thankfully still, like, conscious, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, on the border. Right. And at that point, the infected guy tells them the thought. He tells them the name of, like, a god or some shit, right? Right, or some demon. And nothing happens when they learn about it, right? Right. Not yet. Yeah, nothing happens yet. Nothing happens yet. So what he does, what what these journalists do is they begin to start, like, investigating. Like, they try to find any information that they can about this god. They go talk to the other uninfected about this god. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. do you know about this god and whatnot? And they're talking to all these people. And it isn't until he starts to feel the symptoms he starts to feel the heat inside of him rise. Right. That the 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 knowledge unlocks inside of him that telling others about t- telling others this god's name causes the virus to spread and he has unwillingly spread it Ooh. to dozens of people. Oh like, man. Like like perhaps he's even talked over the phone in secret to people outside of quarantine. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz he he got in there illegally. Yeah, of course. So so he's communicating with people on the outside. Yeah. And they're making a mock uh, a documentary about this whole thing. They definitely have it on tape. Yeah, they definitely have it on tape. So anyone who watches it is infected. Uh-huh. Um Basically, they have just made an SCP, which maybe, like, as they realize that they've done fucked up real hard, they're like, all right, well, if we can find where this all began, we can perhaps stop it at the source. Mm-hmm. A- and so they basically have to find out where this all- this infection all began, and perhaps it is basically, like... Uh, oh. What, what, what? I, I, I'm sorry. Did, did you have an idea that you were going no, for? No, I, I was trying to pull something out of thin air. What did you okay. have? I, I have an idea. Uh-huh. So what if the the infected people, before they're, like, as they're dying, but before they're dead, um, they they sort of begin to, like, worship this god, right? Because right. They're, they're being affected mentally and physically at this point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What if, as they begin to understand more because they are now infected right they 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 come to learn that patient zero is in this quarantine zone 
and, and they begin to mingle with the rest of the infected and get to learn about this other infected society that they have. Okay. And as they learn more, they begin to talk and they, they're like, yes, we know who Patient Zero is. And they're still alive. And oh. they bring them into this deep, like, maybe it's like in the sewers or some shit, this deep, dark area of the city where all you have is, like, this skeleton that is, like, glowing red molten. You just, like... Basically like a molten man, skeleton, absolutely yeah. burning hot to the touch. Everything around them is charred and, and burnt. Yeah, and it's like, this was Patient Zero. Talk to him, he can bestow knowledge upon you. <sighs> so basically, like, they find, like, this this chanting skeleton. Yeah. That that basically will tell them more about what they've done and who oh. this this mysterious demon god is. I I desperately need to look something up. Hold on. Do it. Um, if you have anything else to say, go ahead and say it. But I need to look something up. Honestly, I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to include quota in on this. I that, that was might be the one that thing as well. Um, we might we might need to reroll that one. Um, yeah, just because, like, I can't figure out how it fits unless, unless after a certain point, this god stops infecting people on, on their own, like willingly stops because they filled like some sort of unknown quota. But I mean, right. that's kind of a weak one, I think. Yeah. Okay. I I found out what I was looking for. Okay. Um. So this glowing skeleton. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I want this because he's basically just a skeleton now, but he's still alive and he's like chanting, right? Right. Um, are you aware of, um, the Buddhist mummies, uh, which, uh, and specifically the Dai Sojos? I vaguely know about them. Aren't they the ones that supposedly were alive way after everybody thought they were dead? Um,. I don't know about that specifically, but um, it, it, they're really interesting. So, so what they are is um, essentially they are these uh, Buddhist monks that um, they, uh, of course, they de- devote themselves to their religion, mm-hmm. but also um, they undergo this process where they they put themselves into like a trance like state, uh-huh. and they are given a bell. And they mummify them alive, and they uh, they stay in this trance state until they die while being mummified alive. They are not given food or water. They just die like that. And it's something that, uh-huh. like, the highest, the, the, the highest regarded monks do. Yeah, um, it's, it's and, a big honor to do this, basically. Right. And, and not only that, but they're also inside of their 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 mummification like the the bandages or whatever they like wrap them in mm-hmm. they're also given a bell that they will ring continuously so that the other monks know that when the ringing stops they are finally dead oh so okay. i i love the idea of this skeleton this burning skeleton uh-huh. being kind of like a, a living mummy of sorts where this guy 
by all means should be dead. His flesh is completely gone. He doesn't have internal organs. He's burning hot, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. somehow he's alive and is able to impart some knowledge consciously to mm-hmm. our main characters. Okay. It, it's it's so a th- wild concept. Yeah, so this this basically, like... Would it be that he has devoted himself so hard to this this thought god uh-huh. that the thought god basically lets him continue existing to continue spreading information? To continue to infix the knowledge of of him unto uh-huh. others. Mm-hmm. This is basically... What this is, this guy is just an SCP. Basically, he's just the skeleton that gives you the idea that burns you alive. Which is right. wild. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, um they meet this guy probably near like the end of the of the movie or whatever. Right, um, right. And then the rest of the movie to the very end is just kind of like the mental and physical decline of these two journalists. Yeah. Cause cause I imagine that maybe more gets to continue to burn and live. Uh-huh. But that requires your complete and utter devotion to the thought god that right. burns you. The thought that is so powerful, the closer you get to obtaining true knowledge of it, the harder and harder it burns you from the inside out. Right. So if you try to reject it, you'll still burn because you're too close to the thought itself. But if you accept it, you get to keep living, and but you burn. You into also a skeleton. you also probably lose your free will. That's what happens. Oh yeah, you definitely lose your free will. Right. Okay. I. I fucking love this, and the thing is, I'm comfortable, but we definitely have not. Yeah, we've totally put just quota. skipped over an entire word. Right. Um, so, do you want to do it? Do you want to re-roll the word? I I say we do it. All right. You're using your re-roll. It. I will use my re-roll. All righty. You've used re-roll. To Sorry, guys. Quota, because we honestly, that's it was a word we could not think anything of. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready for your new word? Give me the new word. The new word is. I I mean, okay, all right. Your what new is it? word is heaven. 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 H-E-A-V-E-N. Heaven. Oh, boy. So. Heaven. How hardly wonderful does this fit right into your skeleton demons idea? I mean, pretty dang well, if you think about it. Uh, I mean, the whole idea behind, um, I mean, we've talked about the the Daisojo, and while there is kind of like... Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways of interpreting Buddhism and Buddhist text to, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to for some form of heaven that you're more familiar with. But um, if we're talking about some sense of religion to these infected, as it were, right? Um, I mean, what you can what you can say is that like maybe they're trying to come up with like an army of these living skeletons. And the promise that is made to them from this god is that they are going to create a heaven on earth? Uh Uh-huh. By giving up their free will? Perhaps it's it's a kind of, like, we will create heaven on earth, 
but first we need to reshape the earth itself for our needs. Right. Basic, basically, like the whole living skeleton situation, this this intensely burning idea, hotter than the sun itself. Well, will what, burn what will burn the earth to ashes so that we can reform it. Yeah, so, so that much like the the plants bloom after a volcano fire. Uh, <laughs> you know how like a forest comes back way stronger and way more when when a forest fire fire comes through. Yeah, because the ashes fertilize the soil. And Ex- exactly. So it's kind of like perhaps they are basically attempting to raise the entire earth, burn it all to ash, so that a new life may may basically spring from it stronger right. than before. Right. They, and that these these uh burning skeletons, this burning idea, hotter than the sun, is basically just it's less of somebody trying to create like a heaven on earth for the burning skeletons themselves, but they are like devoted gardeners. You know what I mean? Here yeah, to prepare it, for whatever else may come. It's not necessarily well. I, I guess I guess in in, in like verbal communication between the, the, the god to their subjects, it will be to create a heaven on earth. But generally the goal is to is to scorch the earth so that it can start from a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um as as punishment for not taking care of the earth, perhaps. Perhaps. Or perhaps it's just time, TM. Right, perhaps it's just time. I think I think we we should still go with the idea of trying to create some kind of artificial heaven on earth because the word that we got was heaven. True. So I I wonder okay, may I kind of take your idea and expand it a little more. Okay. Because I would like this sort of eternal idea. Maybe it's already happened once before. And then the the god, the name, the thought was all forgotten. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was definitely what took out the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaurs weren't doing too hot on Earth, and it was time to create uh, new life. So they did their, their job uh, and killed all the dinosaurs, and that's where humans came up. And now humans are, they're also mistreating the Earth to some degree. Uh, now it's time for them to go and for new life to come. Dinosaurs 2. Dinosaurs 2. Or humans 2, better humans this time. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I like it, and I think that's interesting. I still am, like, caught up on the fact that we rolled heaven as a word. Yeah. And I, I do really like the idea of a god that is trying to take over the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh, to, to basically make it a heaven on Earth. Right, be- because essentially it's like, I, I will provide you with salvation so long as you believe in me and nothing else. Right. And I think that is strong, TM. It's strong, and I do especially like the idea that if this continues to be kind of a... a mockumentary, perhaps, mm-hmm. that... They continue to like research this this deity, and maybe this deity itself doesn't have its own heaven, you know. And so it's looking to make one now, right? Well, for I mean, its subjects, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yes. Hmm. All right. Well, cool, I guess. I mean, it's a pretty solid idea. Are we comfortable, though? Uh, I, I think we're as comfortable as we can be, all things considered. I mean, it's not really anything that... um. I, I feel like we are entering in this story in a place where the, the world has kind of got it under control. It's more uh-huh. so about, hey, there's this weird event that happened this one time. Let's put a bunch of journalists in and see what else happens. And it accidentally spreads it much further than it would have ever gotten had they simply closed off this town and forgotten the idea. Yeah. If you were just ignorant about it, the the world would have been fine. If you didn't seek the answers, you would have been fine. Right. It's a, it's a god that preys on humans' natural curiosity, the want to know more. Right, right. This thought god will infect your, your mind, your ideas. Right. But, I think we need a mix-up word. We do need a mix-up word. Now, I will say we're, we're probably a little desperate for a mix-up word at this we're point. Ca- we're a little desperate for a mix-up word. So let's find that mix-up word. Let's get that mix-up word in there. Let's get a mix-up word. The new word is trade. Trade. T-R-A-D-E, trade. Trade. Interesting, interesting, Mm. interesting. So, So what trade is going on here? So obviously, hmm. you know, uh, the governments have placed down this uh, this quarantine, um, and there are still a lot of uninfected people in that quarantine area. There, the the entire intention, right, is never uh-huh. to lift that quarantine. Really, right? Um, they they are planning to basically just stop this entire city in its tracks. Right. Right. They are trading off the livelihood of the non-infected people in there because they are fully expecting those people to be infected at some point. Um, they are trading the lives of those people for the safety of the masses, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another trade that we could say? Is there a trade between those who exist inside the quarantine and those who are outside the quarantine? That is. Well, I guess to some degree. I don't know if there's a trade exactly between those in and out of quarantine, but there is a certain sort of trade that those with the thought are making with the god. Right. The trade the, the of trade immortality of for freedom. Freedom, yeah. Right. Which is that a real trade that you want to make? I don't know. It's. Hey, if SMT has taught me anything, that is a worth it trade sometimes. <laughs> worth a trade sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Definitely not always. <laughs> Definitely not, not even most of the time. But sometimes. Every so often. Might as well try. Um, uh, that is interesting. I'm wondering if we can make it that little trade-off a little bit spicier. Because here's the thing, right? Uh huh. People are still definitely dying because of that 
infection, right? Oh, absolutely. But it's, it's only, like, the true believers that get immortality, right? Right. It's those who completely devote themselves. Right. So... So okay, maybe, the, the, maybe this is kind of what we were missing, though. Okay, okay. Um, Give me the spice. There, maybe there needs to be, like, a sort of escalation. Uh-huh. Right? Where um, the god is essentially telling his followers to go out and infect more people so that they can get more true believers, right? Right. Because... When people are placed in a position where they are stressed because, oh, fuck, I'm going to die, I'm infected, <laughs> people will get try to get out of that situation any way they can. And in this case, the only escape they have is to completely devote themselves to this god so that they can become immortal. Right. Which is bad. It's not Honestly, a good option. Not, not a great thing. You get to become a burning skeleton and you have no free will. Right. Congrats, so, eternal puppet. I, I like the idea of... This trade-off, uh, it, it, the, the, obviously we already have this trade set in place, so it's not really changing much about this whole setup that we're going, but I guess uh-huh. what we can do is take this in a direction where the increased incentive for the infected to go out and infect more, because the infected have this whole other society that they're living in, they start to war with those who are not infected, uh-huh. right? Okay. Hmm. So there start to be skirmishes. There starts to be banners hung up on buildings with the god's name on it to infect any who see it. Hmm. Okay. It, it becomes like this weird, both physical and psychological warfare thing that's going on between massive groups. Ah, uh, and so those who are infected but don't want to, uh, like submit themselves. Basically, wild dying of this fucking burn disease. They're out here, like, tearing down banners during the day while at night, like, other burning skeletons are coming up and putting banners up again. Right. So what you what you have is you have three factions, right? Uh-huh. You have the uninfected that what they do is they try to hold themselves up in their homes uh, or not even in their homes because they get broken in, but they of try course. to hold themselves up wherever they can and basically try to live a, a life of, of mole, essentially, yeah, where they yeah. don't look or at anything, they don't hear anything, and they just live in complete darkness. You also have the the infected that have not submitted themselves that are trying to tear down the those that have submitted like uh-huh, tearing uh-huh. down banners and trying to suppress those so that they can ensure the uninfected safety. And then you have the infected that have submitted, submitted. themselves uh-huh. that are waging war to infect more and have more true believers. Oh, man. It's like the most intense game of the game ever. Just furiously yeah. attempting to not hear, not know, not see anything about this mysterious whatever is infecting knowing that like your uncle who who is burning hot has come to your house and told you whatever you do don't look at anything outside don't listen to anything outside turn off all your devices get in a closet and never come out yeah until i come and get you yeah never come out until till i come and get you myself that sort of like 
get, get under the floorboards, find a hidey hole in your house, don't come out, plug, plug up your, your ears. ears, cover your eyes. Yeah, just stop, uh, be blind, deaf, uh, and just eat these cans of beans while I try to stop these- While I try to win a fucking war. Yeah, while I try to win a war uh, that is completely fought through knowing a single idea. And by the way, I'm dying. Yeah, And I, everyone no on my me. side is dying. We're already done, but we're gonna fight to save our families. So that the, they can the, continue to live. The fucking infected that are trying to fight back are at a clear disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like they could just go get more people to fight for them, because then they would literally just infect them immediately. Right. Sure. So it, it goes from, like, go. what's happening behind these big-ass walls that the government have put up to... Oh man, these people are really struggling, huh? Oh, these people are like infected with a weird mind disease. Oh, oh, there's a flaming skeleton. Oh no, everyone is fighting. Everyone is fighting a secret war here. And in by this the way, my flesh city. is melting off my bones. I am becoming skeleton. Fuck. I think that this this uh mockumentary documentary mockumentary well like found footage horror movie basically. yeah f found footage horror movie it definitely doesn't end happily oh no definitely like, absolutely not maybe the um the the journalist guy who's in front of the camera becomes one of the true devoted um and then like the the photographer lady maybe she because yeah. obviously she's infected as well maybe she tries to like fight back too but right. eventually she dies obviously so. she she burns eventually yeah. Oh, it's definitely like framed as just like a bunch of found footage, and like at the end, like the entire film reel burns, just burns with her in her grasp. Yeah, her it skeleton also, Bernie grasp. Yeah, we could also do the um like the Cloverfield approach, right? Where it's kind of like um marked as like confidential. Um, Ooh, yeah. There, there's like all these like government confidential warnings at the start of Cloverfield. Um, so what, what you could do is like the last scene of the movie is her handing the camera over to one of the uninfected and mm -hmm. says, and just, just like tells her like, whatever you do, do not watch the contents that are on this camera. If you do, you'll end up like me. And like the last thing you see is like this lady and like half of her face is just like burnt off and molten right before it cuts out and you see like the classified information again uh -huh. and the movie just ends that's it that's where the movie ends yeah Whoo! yes this weird skeleton thought disease skeleton thought disease is that the name <laughs> i i don't think so no definitely not i mean it'd be really funny if it was called like the thought or something uh-huh but that sounds kind of funny. I mean, there's there's like For the reasons. thought of you. The thought of you? Yeah. Like, meaning, like, at first it sounds like it's just going to be like, haha, like, it's a a duo um, journalist. That sounds, like a, it's, that sounds like a romance flick. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like the journalist and, and the, the, um, the photographer, uh, they're... 
together and maybe there's some romantic tension a little bit in in the the bits that are obviously going to be cut off during the uh, editing process uh but as it continues on it, it becomes more about like the thought of this nightmare god that turns you into a burning skeleton okay so what you're proposing is crazy can i just say yep. what you're saying is we call this movie the thought of you and we advertise it as a romance flick <laughs> To get all the wine moms into the theater. And we and we kind of set it up as this sort of like heartfelt war story about <laughs> like two journalists who slowly start to understand each other and fall in love. Yep. But then like a third of the way into the movie, there's a there's a flaming skeleton that tells them about a god. And then it just becomes a horror movie. And all the wine moms leave and get refunds. <laughs> I am completely down with this. I love it. I I love this. It's like you you advertise it as like a romance novel or a romance uh uh, uh like found footage uh journalist war story and yeah. then like at, at like the very end of all the advertisements there's just like a like a, a split second of like the 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 feet of like a flaming skeleton like walking into frame and like picking up like the the camera which has fallen to the ground. In like some mysterious tunnel. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna say like like subliminal messaging where there's like the the last frame of the advertisement is just a flaming skull, <laughs> and it just flashes on screen before it cuts to the next commercial. I mean, there's there's that. There's also like the subliminal messaging of like, haha, they're having a bunch of romantic thing, and then like like in the middle of like this this fun romance like uh music uh of these two kind of flirting with each other from behind the camera and stuff like that. There's just, like, a split, like, cut-in footage of them running from a flaming skeleton as it just, like, the the camera jostles around and doesn't get a clear footage, and they're just like, oh my god, oh my god, run! Yeah, like, like it's one of those it things where it's like... fun comedy, like, romance shit. Yeah, where it's like, uh, come see, tw- like, 2020's number one romance flick. A heartfelt story about two, two lovers torn between uh, a war and it's like haha you're so funny haha and then there's like the one shot of them running away from some danger but like it's all blurry because it's found footage right yeah obviously if you downloaded the fucking the fucking trailer off youtube or whatever and you went through (laughs) like frame by frame you can see the fucking flaming skeleton running after them Just like shit like that, like you know how a uh, uh, Deadpool was advertised as a, yeah, uh, a, I was gonna bring a, a that Valentine's up. Day movie. Yeah, because it came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they absolutely uh, advertised Deadpool as a fucking romance movie for a bit, which it is not. Let's which it definitely is not. <laughs> but it is a great movie for Valentine's Day. I will say. Yeah, I mean, um, if you if you want to go watch a, a dude uh, get his limbs chopped off, but be okay with that, Deadpool is the movie for you. Well, there is a lot of fucking in it, too. Oh, yeah, there is definitely a sex scene, I think, at one point. There's Anyhow. a lot of sex scenes. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I'm totally down with advertising this completely <laughs> wrong, definitely giving people the wrong impression, um, the thought of you. You, you want to go with that? I, I love it. I love Alrighty. it. Alrighty. The thought of you. <laughs> I, I'm still just thinking about, like, just a very sappy commercial, and then there's just the one shot of a flaming skeleton chasing after them. 
in like a mysterious tunnel just like uh, like like the rest of the movie is kind of filmed or like the rest of the the footage used in the commercial is all filmed in like very warm pleasant environments yeah or at least like more warmer like brighter tones and stuff like that and then like the one shot of like them running from the flaming skeleton it's like dark and and, and blue and the only bright spot is like the skeleton chasing after them <laughs> But it's hard to see because it's so blurry. Yeah, obviously, it's so blurry. There's, like, if if anything, there's only, like, one clear frame of the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyhow. That's the thought, the thought of, of you, baby. All <laughs> We're right, all thinking well. about you. <laughs> all right, the well. The flaming skeleton. Well, I think that's going to be it for today. I think we did it. We made something. I, I think we made something. Um, so as a reminder, our words for this episode were infix, overheat, uh, heaven, and our mix-up was trade. Uh, if you had a different idea how to use those same words, send it our way. We're always listening. You can reach us on Twitter at Let's Make Pod. You can also reach me on Twitter, my name is Tristan, uh, at Glitchy Tripod. And you can reach me on Twitter at QuipsterRikuru. Yell at me sometime. Yeah, yell at any of us, really. Um, that's gonna do it for us. I forget what the gag we did at the beginning of this episode was, but I'm sure <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was the, uh, the Mind Palace. And oh, yeah, I that's right. We didn't make a Mind Palace, but we did form a flaming skeleton. We, uh, I'm going to construct, using my Legos, the ending to this episode. <laughs> Here <laughs> it goes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. to Alex Rossetti for creating the intro and outro to our show. You can find them on SoundCloud and Twitter at Albatross Soup.